man, he's here right now. What an appropriate song to sing on a on a serve Sunday. Give myself away. My life is not my own. It's to you I belong. Because he paid the ultimate price for us. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Just for a few more seconds, why don't we just push just a little bit more, just, just for the next few seconds. Just open up your hearts to him today. Oh, Jesus, I thank you. Lord, I love you, Jesus. I love you today. Oh, God, you are worthy. Lord, thank you, Lord, for meeting us here already. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Amen. Amen. The Lord is good. He is so good. Amen. I'm, a, I'm just going to read. I have a, a few portions of Scripture I will read during this sermon, but I do want to start with Mark chapter 10, verse 45. Amen. Don't let this, don't let this go away. After, the, after the, the service, I believe that God still wants to do something. Amen. Amen. I still believe He wants to do something. Amen. Mark chapter 10, verses 45, on this Serve Sunday, thank you, Lord. Thank you for everybody for being here. Thank you for, for what you do. Amen. You have it, Brother Scott. I'm going to read it from there today. Why don't we read it together? Ready? One, two, three. For the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. Amen. So the next few moments, uh, I just want to preach on this Serve Sunday, unreasonable service, unreasonable service. Why don't we lay our Bibles down when we pray just one more time as we begin to dig into his word and uh, just just ask him to have to give you an open heart today. Amen. Why don't we do that right now? We lift up our hands, lift up our voices one more time. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you, Lord, for just the presence, God, that we feel in here today. We thank you, Lord, for meeting us in here already today, God. I pray, Lord, that you will open up our hearts, God, that you will open up our minds, God, our spirits, Lord, on this Serve Sunday, God. Lord, to what, what can we do to God to serve? God, what can we do, Lord, to be more like you? God, I pray, Lord, today that you will touch each and every ear, that you touch each and every mind that's in this place today. God, I pray, Lord, that you will have your way. God, in this place, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Before, before I get really started and really going today, I just, I just wanted to say thank you to this church. Thank you to this church for the way that you serve, for the things that you do, for, for, the, for the way that you serve this community, for the way that you serve this church, for the way that you serve each other today. I give honor to all of you. Amen. I think we ought to, yeah, give yourselves a hand. Amen. Because, because of the way that you serve, because of the things that you, are, that you give up, because of the things that, that, that you do, we are able to serve as a church and do the things that we do because of you. So today, I say thank you and I give honor 
to you the body. Amen. Amen. This church always jumps in and helps and serves and does whatever it can do. And not only that, but they do it, you all do it with excellence. The way that you serve God, the way that you serve the church, the way that you serve our pastor, the way you serve our community, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I am blessed to be a part of this church. Thank you. Thank you. And today, on this Surf Sunday, like I said before, I, I just want to give you honor. Before I even start, before I even go to anything else, I, wanna, I just want to give you honor. Amen. But also today, I want to highlight and let everyone know that there are other ministries that, that we need help in. There are other things that, that, can, that we can do to be involved in, in and in the church. There are other opportunities for you to be involved in. And as we get more people uh, coming in and as, as we get uh, more deeper into it, there's, there's more things that we can be involved in to help serve. And that's what we're here to do is we're just here to serve. We're here just to be what God wants us to be. Because everyone in here has a purpose. And everyone in here is called for such a time as this. This specific moment, I don't think anybody is in here by accident. I don't, I don't really believe in coincidence. I, I, I believe in God-ordained God moments. And I believe that you're a part of this church for a reason. Absolutely. I believe that you're a part of this church for a reason because our church needs you. I need you. Our city needs you. And we just want to make these uh, ministries highlighted and available to you so you can know what it is that we need to be involved in uh, because it's what we're called to do, just to serve, to serve. Amen. So today, just there's, there's some sign-up sheets in the back and uh, we'll get to it at the end of service, but uh, we'll leave them out for maybe the next couple weeks as people come in. But uh, there's, there's just ministries that, that, we need, that we need some help in. And those, those are in the back. But uh, everyone in here probably wants to be like Jesus, right? Does, there, does everybody want to be like Jesus? Yeah? Jesus served, did you know? He served. He served in a variety of ways. And the, you could go on for probably a whole year, ser a whole year series, not just a 30-minute or maybe 20-minute sermon, that whatever I decide to preach today. But he, you could go on for, for weeks and weeks and weeks talking about all the things that Jesus did, all the ways that he served. You could, you could just go on and on and on. But the fact is, is, that, is that, we're, that we're here, we're a part of the church, and we want to we be a servant. Amen. So the definition to serve is to perform duties or services for someone. Typically, you're helping a person. Typically, you're making it life maybe a little bit easier for somebody else. You're just, you're just there to serve. You're just there to be whatever it is, whether it's, getting a cup of coffee for someone, whether it's just being a listening ear for someone, you're, we're here to serve. We're, we're, we're there to serve. So let me, let me give, give this example today. There is uh, a pot of stew, or better yet, a pot of Brother Kenny's famous chili. All right? So we have a, we have a pot of Brother Kenny's fam famous chili here, all right? I divide everybody into two groups, and... I give everybody here a five-foot spoon, all right? So 
everybody's here in two groups. Everybody has a five-foot spoon to try to eat this chili. All right? There's one more, there, there's, there's one group that, that decides that they don't want to work together. They said, this chili is so good that I want to try to get it, and I don't want anybody else to have it because I, I want this chili. Okay? But the problem is, I don't know if you ever try to eat with a five-foot spoon, but it's kind of difficult. You, 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 just imagine with me. You have, you have a big five-foot spoon. You dip it right into that pot of chili. My arms aren't big enough. My arms aren't long enough to get that five-foot spoon up to my mouth to have a taste of it. So one group is getting extremely frustrated. One group is trying to do their own thing, and, and they're getting frustrated, they're getting angry, and more importantly, they're still left hungry. Yeah, they're still left hungry. But the second group, the second group, you all decide that, that you want to work together as a team. You want to serve each other. All right, so what you do is, is you get your spoon, you dip it in the chili, and then you serve someone across from you. Because you can't, you can't do it yourself. You, you have to have someone help you out with a five-foot spoon. I know that's a little bit of a, of a crazy imagination, but, but there are two, there are two di- totally different approaches. One approach said, I just want to focus on me. I want to focus on me. I want to focus on what I have. I just, I want to, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm out for me. But the other approach says, let me help you. Let me serve you. Because we all, we all have needs, right? Everybody has needs. I have, I have needs. All right? Everybody has needs. But when we only focus on our own needs, everybody misses out. But when we focus on serving each other, we all end up receiving what we need. And everyone in this building has something to give to others. You, you think about it often. You think about the parable with the talents. You know, the one's given, three's given, five give, five is given, and um, the, the ones with three and five, they went and they doubled their talents. And then the one, thinking that he didn't have anything to offer anybody, decided to go bury his. And, and the master wasn't very pleased with that. Because everybody has something to give something. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter how, how little you think of it. Give it. Serve it. Help somebody with it. Amen? Amen. Everybody. Everybody is called, is called to serve. Everyone is here for a reason. Like I said, and there are no coincidences. Everybody is here for a purpose. The, the, the example I gave, it's kind of, kind of a little bit how the kingdom of God works. Because we need each other. I need you. You need me. Right? There's things that I, I, I taught it on a Thursday night a, a long time ago. There's, there's certain things that I'm good at that you might not be good at. There's certain things that you're good at that I'm not good at. We need each other. We need to serve each other. Amen? Amen. We cannot do everything on our own. We are the body of Christ. And we read in Mark 10, 45, we read that, that Jesus did not come to this earth to be saved, to be served, but He came to serve. He came down to earth as a baby, born in a manger. He became flesh. He came down to this earth. He felt all the emotions that we felt. He, he, he felt what it was like to be in flesh. He could have made Himself born 
into the richest, most powerful family in the world, but that's not what he chose to do. He could have, he could have been waited on hand and foot, but that's not what he chose. That's not what he chose. He, he came humbly. He made himself of no reputation. He, you know, the, the, there's words in the New Testament where it says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? He loved. He served. He reached for every single person that he encountered. He suffered on the cross, which served as a sacrifice for our sins. But Scripture goes even further in proclaiming what he did for us. It calls on us to follow in his footsteps and serve as he served. Philippians 2 uh, 3 and 8, the New, Tra- New Living Translation says it this way. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourselves. Do not look out for your own interest, interest, but take interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though He was God, He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, He gave up His own divine privileges. He took the position of a humble slave and was born a human being. When he appeared in human form and when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. And later on in that passage, it says, it goes on to say that he was given the name above all names. And at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord of Lords forever. Because a lot of people would rather be served than to serve. A lot of people, because we're human, we, sometimes we put ourselves in front of other people because it's just it's a, it's a human nature thing to do, right? Any, any, just me? Anybody else? Yeah. But John said, he, I must decrease for him to increase. I want Jesus to increase in my life. Pastor says it often, I want, I want him to change what I care about to the things that he cares about. Amen? He, and he cares about serving people. We have, we have heard it before that the, there's two ways to a cross. You have the up, cross goes up and down, the cross goes side to side. The up and down is our relationship with him, but the side to side is our relationship with others. He not only cares about our relationship with him, but he also cares about our relationship with others. How, how are we treating others? How are we, how are we helping others? How are we serving others? We are called to serve one another. You, and like I said, you could go on for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and teach about serving uh, and all the things that Jesus did. But one of the first passages kind of, uh, of Scripture that I think of when I think of Jesus serving is, is found in John 13. Uh, in John 13, Jesus knows that His time is coming and He knows that He must suffer on the cross. Uh, and, when, and when He is sitting there with His 12 disciples... I'm going to read it if that's okay, because it's important. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a great lesson to be learned here. In John 13, 1 through 14, it says, it says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that His hour was come, that He should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved His own which were in the world, and He loved them until the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he rises from the supper, 
and laid aside his garments and took a towel and, and girded himself. After, excuse me, after that, he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, Lord, said unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know, thou shalt know hereafter. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part of me. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not by my feet, not my feet only, but also my, my hands and my head. Jesus said unto him, He that is washed needeth not to not to save to wash his feet, but he but is is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore he said, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet he had and taken his garments, he was set down again. He said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you. Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for for so for so I am. If then I I if then if I then your Lord and Master have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. So let's think about the scene that is set before us in, in John 13, all right? Uh, just take an understanding of what's going on just makes it that much more powerful. Typically, the responsibility of washing someone's feet at that time, it, it fell uh, prior to a meal, fell on the servant of a house. Normally, uh, and maybe, maybe in this case there wasn't a servant that was appointed to that particular house at the Last Supper. But in Jewish culture, if there were no servants that were available to wash feet, the job oftentimes it fell onto someone that um, was the lowest of the loaves. All right, it fell on someone that didn't really have any any importance to him, um, because feet are nasty. I don't know if you knew that or not. Feet are nasty. They've who knows they. And that time, you go out, work in the barn, you work with the camels, uh, you have dirt all over your feet, you're walking everywhere, feet are nasty. It's disgusting. So you cannot, uh, you could, you could not think, you know, the, the, the head of the household was not going to wash any feet, because they were the head, right? But the servant, whoever the servant was, that was their job, because it was, it was something that, that, prestige people didn't do, right? So, certainly at this point, it wouldn't have been Jesus out of all the room. It, it wouldn't have been Jesus that was here washing the feet. You, you wouldn't have thought that it was going to be Jesus. He was, he was the rabbi. He was the Messiah. He was, he was the master there, right? So, so that's kind of like inviting somebody to your house and then having them clean your house having them prepare all the food, having, having them serve the food, having them clean up all the dishes, and then cleaning up, all, cleaning up the whole mess and then leaving. That's, it's, you, you invite somebody over, and then they do all the work. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Maybe that's what we can do for our next, next hangout or something. There we go. Um, but at, at this Last Supper, it was Jesus who took the towel. He, it was Jesus who wrapped it around himself and began to wash the disciples' feet. 
Peter probably had the same response that you and I probably would have. Realizing that the wrong person was, was the one that was getting down, washing the feet, wearing the towel. Peter said, thou shalt never wash my feet. Essentially, Peter was saying, Jesus, what you are doing is unreasonable. This is not supposed to happen. You are, you are the leader of our group. You're, you're Jesus. You're the Messiah. You're not the one that's supposed to be doing this. But understanding full well uh, what Jesus, that Jesus was the most important in the room, Peter's, Peter's question was not asked to miss. Why should, Jesus, why should Jesus be washing Peter's feet? Peter, he demonstrated great enthusiasm, but he had no understanding of the depth of humility, of humility that Jesus was showing. Jesus was defying human logic. Human logic says, I, I, I'm not going to do that for you. You wash your own feet. Human logic says, I'm keeping out for my own self. Human logic says, you serve me. I'm not going to serve you. Right? That's what, the, that's what, that's what humans do. That's what we do because we're human. We're flesh. But Jesus said, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part of me. Peter responded said, Lord, not only my, my feet, but also my, he, my, hand, my head and my hands. He wanted Jesus to wash every single part of him at that point. Jesus finished the act, and then he explained the purpose of it. He asked a simple question. Know ye what I have done to you? If Jesus looked around the room, he probably would have saw 12 blank expressions. Maybe I, never mind, I'm not going to say that. I'm just kidding with you. I know you're paying attention. I know, you're, I know you're listening. But the disciples have, have never seen anything like this before. The whole scene was strange to them at this particular time. Finally, Jesus answers his own question because he asked that question. Have you ever asked a question and someone didn't answer your question and you're sitting there awkwardly for a few minutes, a few seconds? You're like, what's going on? But finally, Jesus, Jesus answered it. He says, if I, if I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. So while foot washing in this specific example, uh, the, the principle he shared, he reached far beyond the act. Demon, Jesus demonstrated his unfathomable love and service for us. And he used foot washing to call, to call us to the same kind of service as well. In Luke, in Luke 10, which I've preached about recently also, you hear about the parable of, of the Good Samaritan. Uh, but that's, that's kind of another example that my head goes to when I think of service. You know, he, he saw a man that was robbed. He saw a man that was, had everything stolen from him. He saw a man that was left for dead, just in the middle of the road. He, he saw a man that, that needed some help. He saw someone that, that needed him. And the priests and the Levites... They, they, they saw him, but they decided to walk, go to the other side and walk past him. They decided that, that they were too busy. They decided that they had somewhere else that they needed to be that was more important than to take care of someone that, was, that, that clearly needed some help. They, they didn't want to be inconvenienced at that time. You know, can I stop here and say that sometimes living for God, sometimes you're going to have to be inconvenienced. Sometimes, sometimes you're going to have to Maybe not do something maybe that you wanted to do because someone else needs you at that particular time. You know, sometimes the best things happen at a time of inconvenience. Because you're putting, you're putting someone else in front of yourself. 
You're, you're, you're caring about somebody else rather than yourself. So the good Samaritan sees this man on the ground and, and he was moved with compassion. See, the Samaritan, he was, he was thought lowly by the Jews. He, he, they were ethnically related, but uh, they were people that the Jews just despised. They were people that the Jews just didn't like. All right, so the parable, this parable kind of tells me that it doesn't really, you, you, look at, you look at what Jesus did and how he served, and he was the Messiah. He was the one that, that the, the, the scriptures fulfilled, right? He was one that the Old Testament uh, said was coming. And, and I, I, I just, I think about that, and I think about this, this parable of the Good Samaritan who nobody liked, who, who the Jews didn't like, but he saw a need. So that tells me that it doesn't matter what position you have. You have something to give somebody because you're moved on compassion for somebody because we love, we also love, as Christians, we love people, right? But so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you think you have or don't have. When you see someone that has a need, that's what they, they need. They just need you. They just need you. So maybe... That Samaritan related with that man. Maybe uh, he was helping bandage the wounds and he was giving him something to drink. And uh, he, he was maybe thinking, I was once in your shoes one time. I, I was robbed one time. Or, or uh, I had something happen to me where people just walked by and didn't care about me. It's, uh, but he took time for that person. He took time for that man that was broken. You never know the impact that you can have on someone by serving them and just taking a little bit of time for them. Jesus took time for everybody, and He impacted a lot of people. It didn't matter what their social status was. It didn't matter how much money they were able to give to the church or not give to the church. It didn't matter how they looked. It didn't matter if they had the right last name. It didn't matter their race. It didn't matter, it didn't matter how old they were. It didn't matter what they looked like. There was just a need. There was a need that needed to be met. Moved, on, moved with compassion. Treating others how you want to be treated. Jesus was asked in Matthew twenty-two thirty-six, 36, which commandment in the law was the greatest? He responded that there were two of equal value. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You know, although that there was over 613 actual commandments given in the law of, of Moses, they were, they were all really intended to bring us to those, those two conclusions right there. Love, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So following the act of service in, in John 13, uh, we find that Jesus added, added another commandment to the list. In John 13, 34, and 35, it says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. That you, that you also love one another. By this, all men, by, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Notice the mark that Jesus made, that, that Jesus showed here. The mark of a disciple that Jesus, that Jesus showed here. He said, people will know we are followers of Jesus, not just by our words, not just by our witness, not, not, not even just by our lifestyle. They will know it by how we treat each other. If we have everything else right, 
but we don't know how to serve and we don't we don't have a love in our in our heart for people then then what's then then what what good what what good is it i know that's a little little harsh but but you have to have it on the inside right and then everything else comes out right i can tell elena that i love her every single day but unless i show it to her by taking out the trash every monday night when i come home from softball or or by taking time and sending her a, a text message that says, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about you. I, I did the laundry today. <laughs> I, I, swept the, I swept the floors for you so you didn't have to worry about it when you got home from walking, I mean, from working 10 hours today. I, I, unless you show it. How, how do they know that, you're, that, you, that you love it? I can say it all day. I can say it all day. I can, I can say, I love you, I love you, I love you. But unless I show it. Unless I show it. And we should show the fruit of the Spirit, right? We should show, we should be able to show love, peace. We should be able to show it all. Amen. The third great commandment was that we were to love each other as Jesus had loved. And we and it was demonstrated by, by serving one another. Jesus made it clear that this act of washing the disciples' feet was not simply of necessity, but it was an act of love. The new, the new commandment, because before this moment they could have not have fulfilled it alone, Jesus could not call them to love each other as He had loved Him until they, until they saw that full extent of that love that Jesus was giving them. So they saw the, the, the love that was demonstrated by Him. So, who did in that room, who did He serve? In that, He, deserved, he served His disciples, right? But they, they came from different types of backgrounds. They came from different types of, different walks of life, right? So we are called to serve, but, but who do we serve? Think, think about the people that Jesus served that night. He served the noble and Bartholomew. I said it wrong, but that's okay. You know what I meant. He served the despised in Matthew. He served the lowly fishermen in Peter, James, and John. He served the doubter in Thomas. He served a, fan, uh, a, fan, a, a fanatic in Simon the Zealot. He, he, even, he even served his own betrayer in Judas. If that is whom Jesus served, then who am I to, to, to reject any to, who am I to reject anybody? Is there anybody that can be excluded from the list that I, that I serve? Nope, there's not. We are called to love people. Share the good news with everybody. Serve anybody that, that needs it. It doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter what they are, what they've done. We're called to serve. Amen? We're called to serve. Amen. Brother Kenny, you can come and help me. I'm going to get ready to close. Let me... I, I, sometimes I hesitate sharing... Some stories, uh, because when you serve, you just need to do it. You don't need to tell anybody that you're doing it. Uh, if I can say it, if I can say it this way, it, uh, without sounding too harsh, because I understand why we do the things that we do. I understand why we promote the things that we do. I understand why we why people promote the things that they do. But if you're giving somebody a homeless person a dollar, you don't have to let everybody know on Facebook that you gave a homeless person a dollar. You 
that, that's, just, that's just me. That, that's, that, just, just serve. Just do it because, because you don't need the praise from anybody else, but just do it because you love people. And that's what we're called to do. Just do it because of that. So I hesitate, sometimes I hesitate sharing stories, but I, I, I feel to, to, to share this uh, today. I, uh, I got a call last weekend uh, from, from Elder Powell. Uh, Elder Powell was someone that, uh, he was a pastor that pastored in Cambridge for a, for a while. And uh, he's about, I think he's 91 years old now. Him and his wife been married for 70 some years. Um, just great, 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 great people. But I, I when uh, COVID happened, because we have to talk about COVID all the time. Um, when COVID happened, I told Elder Melik, I said, you know, if there's, if there's anybody in the seniors group that needs help getting their live stream together, tell them to call me and, not, and I'll go help them. I just, I just felt like something I, I had to do. And that was back three years ago. Well, the only person that called me was, was the pals. Those are the only ones that called me during that time. So for the last three years, I'll, he'll call me every now and then, Brother Nutter, can you come over and help me set up my, my YouTube TV again? I can't, can't watch the services. I, I lost the directions you gave me on how to, how to get to li- the live stream. I said, yeah. I usually say, yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be over. Just give me a minute. That's when I lived in South Z- He lived, they live in Roseville, and I lived in South Zanesville, so just a, just a short drive away. Well, last Saturday, I was at a birthday party uh, for one of my best friends that I grew up with, and I got a phone call, and it was, uh, I didn't answer it, because I was, I was at a birthday party, and uh, I listened to my message, and it was Brother Powell on the other line, asking me if I could come help him out with his YouTube channel, and then I, uh, I said to Elaine, I said, man, I don't want to do this, I don't want to go all the way down there, and, and immediately I felt convicted about it, because I offered myself, I offered that to them, and I, I thought, man, I just, I, I, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta call him. I gotta call him back. And actually, it was Elena who told me as I was getting ready to go do something else for the day. She, Elena said, "Make sure you call Brother Powell. Make sure you call him back." And I kind of gave her a little attitude. I was like, "Man, I don't, I don't want to go down there. I don't want to go down there because it's about a forty-five minute drive for me now." But uh, I called him. He said, "Brother Nutter, are you able to come?" Come help me get my YouTube back up, and I said, "Yeah, I'll I'll be there. I'll 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 drive down in the morning um, before I get things together before the service starts in Zanesville, and I'll be down there to help you figure out how to get your your YouTube together." So I get there, and like I said, he 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 was a pastor. He was and he he was a servant. He 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 wants to serve. So I get there. And he offers me a cup of coffee. You want a cup of coffee? I said, no, Brother Powell, it's all right. Man, not even able to walk around his house. Offered me a cup of coffee. He said, let me, let me get that for you. Let me, let me get something for you. I said, no, it's all right, Brother Powell. It's, it's okay. So I got there, and it was, if I'm being completely honest, it was, my full, it was my full intention just to go there, help him out, and leave. I didn't, I didn't want to stay and chat because I had to be at church. I had to get ready for Coshocton. All right, I had to make sure my Sunday school lesson was prepared. I 
I had to make sure to get the final touches done on it. I, I didn't want to be inconvenienced that way. So I, I get them all set up and we start watching a little bit of the, of the service and Sister Powell comes out. She's, she's ready for church. She had her scarf on. She had her nicest, nicest clothes on. And uh, I said, man, this is awesome. These, these people are 91 years old. Can't get to church very often anymore. Weak in their body. But all they want to do is just watch. All they want to do is watch the service. So I help them out. I write down the directions for them. Uh, of how to get to the YouTube. How to open it all up. And uh, we get it all figured out. And he shuts off the TV. And he just starts talking to me. And uh, he starts, starts telling me some stories about about when he used to work in the coal mines and when he used to work in the factories and uh, how he hurt his back and, and everything else. And I, and I watched him as he was telling these stories and he had trouble remembering. He had trouble, he had trouble, uh, think like I am now. He had trouble thinking of the right words, the right towns. He had trouble thinking of, of what year that story happened or whatever. You get what I'm saying. He, he, just, he was just having a little bit of trouble, but he started telling me about how he got into church. And he started telling me, uh, he, started, he started telling me the, the, the message that was preached the day that, that he got the Holy Ghost. He started telling me the, the message that, uh, the, exact, the exact example that was given in the Bible. The exact message that was, that was preached. He told me who preached it. He told me where he was at. He told me where he was at on the, on the side of the church. He, he told me all that without missing a beat. So a man just five minutes ago had trouble telling me a story. Just began to tell me his, how he, how he, yes, how he, how he got into church. How his conversion story. And I watched and I listened as a tear started running down his face. About, about how the preacher was preaching about Abner. And how Abner died and. How he died at four, and he goes, that fool was me. And I watched, I watched him do that, and uh, about an hour later, I was like, Brother Powell, I, I, better, I better get going. It's about 11 o'clock, and I, I got to go home and start getting ready for church. And I said, I'll be, I'll be praying for you, Brother Powell, because he, he has some health problems going on. I said, I'll be praying for you, Brother Powell. And he said, he said, if there's anything I can pray for you about, let me know. And I said, you know what? There is. And I told him the need that I had. And he said, he said, I'm going to pray for you right now. So I walked over to his chair. He had trouble getting up out of the chair. And he laid hands on me. And he began to, to pray over the need that I told him about. He began to, him and Sister Powell just began to, to thunder pray. Thunder pray as weak, feeble elder people, they just begin to thunder pray. And I just begin to feel that, feel God's presence just saturate that room. And then I got to thinking, that would have never happened if I didn't call him back and just made myself available to serve. You never know the impact that your serving can have on you. I never thought when I left there that, that I would just feel so encouraged, so full, so full. It's honestly, out of all the prayers that have ever been prayed over my life, right there was probably one of the most impactful moments I've ever had. 
Because I listened to a man tell me about his story. Tell me about how he got in the church. Tell me about all the things. that, he, And then try, trying to serve me. And I'm there trying to serve him. And then, and then I get ready to leave. And he prays for me. It was one, like, one of the most impactful moments I've ever experienced in my life. But it would have never happened if I didn't make myself available. And I don't say that for me. I don't say that. It just Sometimes you just got to make yourself available. Sometimes you just got to be a little kind to people. Because you never know. You never know what they're going through. Sometimes you just got to be able to ask the right questions. Let, how can I serve you? What can I do for you? How can I help you? What can I pray with you about? So there's some, there's some, there's some things that we need. There's some ministries that we need. There's some things that we can, we can do to serve. Amen. But I, I can tell you, you know, all, all these ministries, they have a purpose. You know, and, and all these ministries, they, they come together for a reason. Everybody serves for a reason, right? The media team, they put together... Brother Scott does a fantastic job with our media team. He, he puts together podcasts of the, of the services. And he does that, and it can reach people all over the world. I think at one time, they, Brother Mike said that we had like 13, 14 uh, different countries watching our services. Every greeter, every usher that smiles and treats people kindly as they walk through the doors so, so people can feel love when they walk in before they even get into the sanctuary. Those are, that's, in, that's important. Every community dinner that is served to show our community that we, love, that we love them and that we're here for them, that's important. Every picture that's taken in the middle of a service and that's shared shows people that we are serving, shows people that we are trying to love, that we're loving God and that there's love for them in this house. Every Sunday school lesson, every snack that's given to a child is showing that we love them. That may be the only meal, it may be their only meal of the day. It may be the only time that they feel loved. It may be the only time that they come and they aren't getting yelled and screamed at, letting and talked down to. It may be the only time here and we're serving them. It may be the only time that they feel that love and attention that they so desperately need. That's why it's important that we need that we have Sunday school teachers. Every child in the nursery. That is taken care of so mom and dad can listen to a can listen to the word that's brought forth because they need fed too. We need we need them. Every note that gets sang, every key that gets played to usher in the presence of God. So someone that is here for the first time can feel the presence of God that they've never felt before. So they can feel the love of God that they've never felt before. Every baptismal robe that is cleaned and washed. So people can be baptized and people can, can, can have their sins washed away and people can have a new life. It's important. Every, every blade of grass that is cut to show people that we care and we love for our church. Every trash bag that is replaced. Every toilet cleaned. Every window cleaned is to show the love of God for somebody. Because we're serving. Every single thing is done for a purpose. And that purpose here. It's to show that there is love here and to show that God can change you. To show that God can love you. 
Every single thing, there's a purpose. There's a reason for it. It's just not something that we do. It's, it's who we are. If you can stand with me. So this altar call might be a little, a little bit different today. I, I think that maybe we can find a place to pray. And we begin to ask God, what, it, what is it that you want me to do? How is it that you want me to serve? What, what, what can I do for your kingdom, God? Because it's not about me, it's all about you. What can I do? How can I be inconvenienced this week so I can show someone that, 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 that God loves them? How can I be inconvenienced this, this week so I can listen to someone begin to open up and share and, and begin to serve somebody? What can I do to make sure that there is a Sunday school lesson that, that, that's taught on Sunday? What can I do to make sure that the floors are swept? What can I do to make sure that the grass is mowed? What can I do to make sure the windows are washed? What can I do to make sure that, I, that, that I'm ready to serve, that I'm ready to show love? What can I do? Can that be your prayer today? If we can find a place to pray just for the next few moments. And then pastor will get up and give us some, some more direction. But I think it would be okay if we just find a place to pray. Oh, Jesus. I love you today, Lord. God, what can I do? What can I do? Oh, God, what can I do, Lord? God, I just want to serve you. God, whatever it is, Lord, I want to do it. God, whatever it is, Lord, I want to do it. God, I just want to be a servant. God, I don't care about any accolades. I don't care, Lord, about any prestige. I don't care, Lord, about what people think. God, I just want to serve you. God, I just want to show the love, God, that you've given me. God, I just want to show... God, as you, as you reach down, you wash the disciples' feet in humility. God, I want to be humble. God, I want to be humble. God, I don't care, Lord, what it is, Lord, I have to do. I don't care, Lord, if I'm the only one that's doing it, Lord, I want to do it. I don't care if I'm the only one that will drive a van, Lord, I'll do it. I don't care if I'm the only one that will sweep the church, Lord, I'll do it. God, I just want to serve you, Lord, because this is bigger than me. Lord, this is bigger than me, Lord. It is bigger than me. God, it is all about you. Oh, God, I opened up myself, Lord, to you today. God, whatever it is, Lord, it's there. God, I just want to serve you. God, I just want to love you. I want to love people, Lord. I want to love people. I want, Lord, you to change the things that I care about to the things that you care about.